Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones podcast. We are two brothers. Yes, we are. And we love movies. Oh boy, don't we? My name is Dave Jones and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones and I am the Diggs. And here we are, we're talking about the last of the first five Pixar films. Sadly, (laughs) I mean, maybe we should just keep going. I don't know. I freaking love these movies. So, Uh, but I mean, I will say that past um, Ratatouille, they definitely get significantly less good. There's a lot of cars going on, which is also John Lasseter. Uh, John Lasseter is involved in cars. I would have to rewatch cars. I think I like Owen Wilson a lot. <laughs> no, the thing is, is because after this, you do get Incredibles and then you get Ratatouille and then you get Cars. And so it's like if Cars is actually as good as people think it is. I mean, I don't know. I've never been. A they fan must of have thought it was pretty good to make three of. I mean, obviously making three of them. The third one has to be just a money pool no. kind of a thing. But well, that's here's the thing is that cars <laughs> I'm, we're talking about finding nemo we'll get to finding nemo any minute here <laughs> but we need to talk about these cars <laughs> but like cars is the most financially viable option that disney has other than star wars probably you know what i mean like cars sells avatar so much what disney owns avatar disney owns avatar now Hmm. okay Interesting. Well, no, but I mean, but still, like, if you think about, like, the sales that they get from all the toys and... Cards of the Caribbean. What do you... <laughs> what you <laughs> <Yeah>. Your points <laughs> are so a... moot. <laughs> like, they're so not even... A thing called Indiana Jones. Ever heard of it? Yeah, kids are really lining up to buy memorabilia from Indiana Jones right now. Maybe when I they did. make the next one. I would. Sure, but not as much as cars. I mean, how many Indiana Jones backpacks have you seen versus how many cars backpacks have you seen? Okay, I've seen a few. Yeah, exactly. Cars See, and you don't even work okay. in education. I mean, this stuff, boy. It's Car- everywhere. Cars is popular. But regardless, we're wow. talking about Finding Nemo, which is, I'm going to make this statement. I think that this is the most well-made Pixar film that exists. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't I know. completely agree. I it's, haven't I haven't decided what my favorites are as far as like the line lining up of the favorites goes, but this is the most well-made Pixar film and this is the probably the objective objectively the best one that there is. Because it's finding Nemo. This visually it's amazing. stunning. It's the same oh. crew from all time besides Thomas Newman. Um well, I mean for the, and Andrew Stanton directed it, but it's a sure. lot of the same guys. It's the same inner workings. And uh, the technology, I think, at this point, it just caught up to a point that, I mean, like I said, visually it's stunning. The dialogue is there, just like we talked about, you know, with Toy Story, Bugs Life. It's always well written, mm-hmm. and so uh, this one, it just feels like they they made a movie, man. It's not it's, just like yeah. a kids movie. It, yeah. it it hits you at certain points, which also brings up Thomas Newman again. So yeah, it's because well, of because of you. <laughs> but I will say that I think that the emotional tugs in this one are so much more than the previous Pixar's than any of the four. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you could mate, you could you could argue that in Monsters Inc. with the little cute kid, like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, 
she boo. is yeah, yeah boo she does get you right but in this one man i mean oh my gosh like it's just it, and from the jump from the very get-go I it mean, is the most emotionally it charged so film. terrifying you're just like oh my no yeah. and and the um, music because that, that we should note that uh thomas newman is running the ones and zeros he's doing the music they, and they brought in a new man exactly well oh my gosh not, they're both not named- randy <laughs> not Randy Newman. They brought in Thomas, the new man. I didn't even think about that because Randy Newman. Ironic? Randy Newman did all four of the first five. Of the, the first five. <laughs> and they bring in Thomas Newman for the last. And he is fantastic. Mike Giacchino will actually be brought in for uh, the Incredibles. The Incredibles score is really good as well. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I wonder who's doing Toy Story four. Probably Randy. Did Newman. did Newman come back for three? I didn't even. That's something that. that we would have to look up because. We might end if up he, doing Toy Story three just to just to finish. Well, it off. we you know we have to do Toy Story four regardless, so why not? Yeah, yeah we might as well just close off three. Um, anyway, but Finding Nemo, um, Andrew Stanton is the director. He's also got Lee Unkrich who is co-directing, and I think that Lee Unkrich did like Monsters University, maybe The Good Dinosaur. Uh, I can't remember who all the who's all involved. Maybe Pete Docter came back for Monsters University, um, but regardless, yeah. he's kind of an up and coming guy. I think that he directed Toy Story three or four. Maybe he might be directing Toy Story 4. A lot of unknowns. Uh, didn't look into any No, I believe Andrew Stanton is doing Toy, Toy Story 4. No. I'd have to look. No, I don't think so. Andrew Stanton did Wally. He did the screenplay for Toy Story 4. Yeah. Andrew Stanton. He was involved okay. in the Yeah, process. he did Wally, though. Yeah, Wally was his. Well, that's cool. Oh, you know what, dude? I did not realize that. So, Andrew Stanton, he co-directs Bugs Life, does Finding Nemo, then he directs Wally, which is probably the only one that people would argue is as good or better than this movie. Than Finding Nemo? Yeah. I don't agree. I don't think that Wally is as good as everybody it claims. Just it just has an is. important message, I think that It's I um, yeah, I think that people Wally People that haven't watched, you know, all this so much, they're just like, "Wow." I think yeah, that Wally is really good. Wally is important and it's very beautiful and it's well executed. I think that the absence of dialogue in it is just something that is yeah. hard to do. You know, it's it's just not as entertaining as this movie at well, all. Well, without the dialogue, I think it's a feat in itself, but also without the dialogue, you're cutting out half of what makes a great movie. So I mean it just kind of goes goes both ways. Well, it's kind of like one of those things where the artist, you know, is a silent film and it won best picture that year where you're like, it's a feat that a silent movie was actually that good. There's no way that it should win best picture though. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's where yeah. Wally is to me where it's like half the movie is a robot that can't actually talk just running around and it's like this is amazing that it's I so entertaining. It's nowhere near me, as I'm good as Finding Nemo. So, yeah. Yeah. What is that? Mike Myers, uh, Mike Myers, and uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call. SNL. Whoa. <laughs> Lost my iPad going? there for a second. Um, so Andrew Stanton, great, love him. Thomas Newman running the music, love him. and Tommy. There was a lot of buildup for this movie because every single Pixar movie up until this point had been more successful than the previous. 
right, every single movie made more and they were more successful. And so everything, every single one was a hit. And so Andrew Stanton talks about this, like before he made this film or while he was in production that, you know, it's a lot to live up to, right? He's finally yeah, gotten his right own movie. You know, this is his movie. And so he hopes that it's going to be as successful as the previous ones. And, there and you oh go. Boy, it ends up being it like the best. It's good so Lord. good. So I'm a big fan of Finding Nemo, man. I've seen this movie a lot and a lot in my adult life. This is um, probably the first one that I was kind of, I was in middle middle high school at this point, you know, um, comes out in, what year did Finding Nemo come out? 2003. Right. So I would have been yeah. a sophomore year. I would have been going into my sophomore year of high school. Um so, you know, it's it's a good movie. I was in kindergarten, I think. Seventh grade, probably. I was probably in seventh grade, yeah. Yeah. Just running amok. Just yeah. being a little You were a bad person at that, that age. A bad little boy. <laughs> he was. He was not a fun person. He's just no, I'm just well, kidding. I mean, were, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Come on, man. You were fun. <laughs> but a nice guy. I mean You were just, you were fun. You were a nice guy. But you did all sorts of weird shenanigans too. So snapping people with rubber bands. All that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. walk around to people's desks and I would grab their pencils and I would just snap them in half. That was like really? my funny. Yeah, that was my funny joke to myself. Be like, oh, what's up, man? Grab his pencil and be like, oh, cool. This thing's cool. Snap it, throw it on his desk and walk away. I do that to my students all the time. They are, yeah, I mean, no, it's, a, it's a fun thing. I mean, that's kind of messed up that you're, <laughs> you know, doing that to them. But <laughs> just borrow a pencil, just snap it in half. Here you go. Sure. <laughs> Or toss Boom. it on the floor. Boom. All right. Let's talk about Finding Nemo. What? Okay. Um, sure. I remember going to see this in theaters, actually. Were you there? I probably was. I saw it in theaters as well. So yeah. most likely. We might have gone together. You or I don't remember actually somebody. seeing it for the first time. But man, I mean, it starts out really, See, that's really the thing. The strong. tone right now needs to be a little low because... It starts out really tough. I mean, you have Marlin, which they introduce. They introduce um, Coral. Coral, his played wife, by Elizabeth have... Perkins. Okay, she's she's what, an she actress from? that's in stuff. She's in Weeds. That's the one that I'm thinking of right now. Is she the main character in Weeds? Uh, no, she is not. She's also she's also the lady that Tom Hanks sleeps with in Big. Oh. Which is really messed up, man. Let me get a good look at her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who she is. Remember Big with Robert Loja? Yeah. <laughs> with Robert Loja. <laughs> Dude. She's in Sharp uh, Sharp Objects with Amy Adams, apparently. I didn't see that. I, I, I said I that I, like I, I only. That, but. I really only remember her from Big and Weeds because those are the she's, two big ones. She's been in other stuff, though. Kind of hot. Yeah. Totally. Sorry. <laughs> no, she is. Um, I would, but anyways, she dies. She's just hot. Yeah, she She dies almost immediately in the um, anemone. Anemone. Um, yep. And so, I mean, that starting out, I had forgotten this completely. So I haven't seen this movie in a long time. And so starting out, they started talking, and I was like, okay, where's Nemo? You know, where's the kid or whatever? Um, and I just kind of thought that Nemo gets lost, and he comes back to his wife or something like that. Did not realize that they had like 400 eggs sitting down there and this fish comes up. You know, they look around, which it's really tense. Like immediately, it's really tense. They look around, all the fish are gone and they're like, what's going on? And they were just talking about their babies and how excited they were about their future and their new new flats. We're going to be parents, you know. And uh, 
then that happens, and you know he kind of gets blacked out because he gets hit. Well, I, I love that up. when she when she looks and she's sees that predatory fish. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, it's a goober fish. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> big goober fish. <laughs> <laughs> to reference the Phantom Menace, uh, they needed a uh, a booma. To take care of that thing. Wait, um, I don't have a boomer. Misa, <laughs> Misa no have a boomer. So he said to me, this guy looks at me, he says, Misa no have a boomer. And I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand. Uh, I to keep going, sorry. Uh, well, I want to just mention my boy, Captain Tarfolt. Um, no, I'm just kidding. That's a character oh, from Phantom boy. Menace. <laughs> Who Jar Jar, yeah. out, Jar Jar outranks him at the end of that movie. Um, anyway. He should not. No, it's ridiculous. That, oh, man. We should. We got to talk about Star Wars sometime. Because we I will. Would love up to, to, I'm planning on episode nine coming out this December. We do our whole Star Wars. Leading lead up, up to it. episode nine. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. And interspersing with Christmas movies and other stuff, but. Yeah, I think yeah, that's no, a solid that's good because we could do the prequels and then the originals, and then we. I mean, anyway, let's not like two podcasts. So, in what row, do you want to do? <laughs> I know. Start talking about what we're planning on doing rather than the actual subject at hand. But Coral yeah. is looking at that fish, and she looks down at all the eggs in there, He's and like, then she looks back it. up. Yeah, and ah, oh, man, that Don't scene, it. ooh, it's so good. But then, so you sad. have him waking up. And there's only one left, and he puts it in his fin, and he says, "My little Nemo," which is what she wanted to name that, which she wanted to name them. The rest were to be Marlin and Coral yeah. Jr., right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh man, two hundred so, of them can be. Yeah. And that's when Thomas Newman steps in and goes, oh, "I got you. <laughs> like, don't worry, buddy. <laughs> here, I got you." Here is an incredible soft piano line, and it's just gonna kill it. And then the uh. strings come in. Oh. Man, it's such a good title card. It is such a good title card. All right. Yeah. So good. Um, Do have to note Albert Brooks uh, as the voice of Marlin. Um, And I think that... Interesting choice. He's an interesting choice. He's been in uh, a fair amount of things. He's actually in Weeds as well, as is Alexander Gould, the kid that plays Nemo. So a lot of people from Weeds. Um, Albert Brooks, probably most notably known for Broadcast News, which is a fantastic movie. Um, But he pops up all the time. He's always in a number of things. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he pops up. But he does, because this, this is the difficulty with this character, because Marlin is on the verge of being annoying. You know what I mean? Because he is very neurotic and very concerned about his child's safety. And even when he is trying to get Nemo back, he is very unforgiving and irritable. And so there's, there's all these moments where Marlon could be annoying, but there is something very endearing about the way that he plays the character. And so he stays it's you know human beings don't change i guess and fish don't change in this in this case clownfish he stays very much the same throughout the whole movie yes he you know gets extremely brave and kind of builds some confidence for himself but even in the end he's still just controlling you know just very unsure of everything no matter like what the moves he does get better throughout the film but still in the end he's you know, it's not until like the very, very end that well, you I mean, see he's chilling, you know? Yeah. I think that he is a very dynamic character in the sense he's that he's in drive, he, by the way. That's what like oh, sure, I recognize sure. him from. Yeah. I think that he does change quite a bit by the end, but he maintains that he, 
you see him change, but he goes back on it a lot. But it's only in that last moment, the swim down scene, where he fully he gives up. His, yeah. He lets go of control, right? Yeah. He lets it go, and then at the end of the movie, he's and lets it drive. an entirely different person. There you go. He lets it drive. So, I mean... <laughs> Hey, that's what they say in broadcast news. I don't know. <laughs> hey, so that's news for you. Um, <laughs> it's a reference to a, a movie that... Anyway. Um, anywho. So yeah, it I cuts to, to... Well, yeah, he's great. And then it cuts to Nemo waking up for school. And Alexander yeah. Gould, great job as Nemo. Oh, yeah. The kid's oh, voice yeah. is just... The kid's the, dynamite. Yeah, he, what are you talking about? You look dynamite. <laughs> Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> but Alexander Gould, he's he's great, man. He's very Nemo good. alone was worth the trip. Yeah, and that's and that's the biggest thing is that Pixar always does a great job. And we've talked about this on many, uh, you know, throughout this entire series. It's like you got Tom Hanks, you got Woody, you know, Tim Allen, Woody Allen, he's an ant. Um, you got Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You you have Steve Buscemi yeah. and John Goodman, of, and a lot of good actors. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of goods. And this one is the same. Albert Brooks, rather un or not unknown, but he's lesser known than some of those other names. But he does a great job. And Ellen is incredible. But we'll get. That's to like Ellen we talked about up. with what uh, David Foyle in uh, in uh, a Bug's Life. Is it David Foyle? Wasn't it? Uh, Dave um, Foley. Dave Foley. That's it. Um, that's kind of what we talked about with him. It's it's interesting their choices with the main characters. Just mm-hmm. feels like they honestly went through an audition process and said, "You're what we're looking for. We don't care. It doesn't have to be Christian Bale." You know? Well, and I think that that's also a big thing. And and I've heard um, John Lasseter talk about that. Um, but I've also heard people referencing the difference between Pixar and other animation studios. Is that yeah. you know it's like when you look at something like Shark Tale, right? Shark Tale was a vehicle that's driven for Will Smith. They're like, is that we Will Smith? Yeah, that's yeah Will Smith. they wanted a Will Smith-driven animated movie. And Shark Tale is, I mean, I people think it's fine. It's not, like, great or anything like that, right? And I don't think I saw it. Maybe I, I, I I've never seen it. Um, but the difference between that movie, right, is that these movies, they already have the story and the characters in mind, right? They're honestly and, casting. Yeah, they're they're absolutely casting who's going to fit this character, and that's especially a big especially those mains. And then for the sides, they bring in some big names, you know, yeah. but big names that are perfect for the role. Ellen DeGeneres, unbelievable in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she's she's so incredible in this movie. Mm-hmm. It makes me just love Ellen, you know. Oh, I know. Yeah, because Dory is incredible. She's incredibly yeah. irritating, but so endearing at the same uh-huh. time. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan, uh, but the first scene they wake up and it's Nemo trying to get him ready for school and they go see the whole anemone. And this is one of the better moments in the movie because you get to see, and they talked about this in some of the behind the scenes stuff is that like the lighting was so crucial and you know, everything that they've done up to this point in Pixar animation is extremely important, right? And trying to figure out ways to animate different things. And like a big problem we talked about in Monsters, Inc. is that, you know, Sully's uh, fur, right? It was so difficult yep. to try to get that down. But, yep. you know, something in Finding Nemo is trying to animate water really well. And they found Why that, you? like, it was easier to animate the water, but trying to get the lighting down was really in difficult. And yeah. so they had to do all these different angles and try to light different they areas. They should have brought in James like... Wan. I mean, he did such a fantastic job. Talking about with, uh, with the Aquaman? <laughs> Aquaman, yeah. 
Aquaman wasn't bad. It's no, that's yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It, yeah, it looks fantastic. I really yeah. still like the even though Aquaman wasn't that bad, I still like to make fun of it <laughs> a lot. I mean, Aquaman is. Hey, Robert Pattinson, new Batman. We'll see. Uh, I have no, I have no qualms. And apparently, it's completely straying from all past movies. It's just starting again, and it's supposed to be a trilogy. So yeah, I heard that as well. I, hey, man, Matt Reeves did a great job with Planet of the Apes. So I'm excited for whatever he's going to um, yeah, end up doing. I'm looking and forward to it. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think that Robert Pattinson is a bad choice. I mean, not at all. The guy has demonstrated he's a decent actor. Like he's pretty good. It's not Batflick, man. It's not like that. That whole it caused chaos when Ben Affleck was cast. And it cast a shadow all over the movies. You know, it's just like, oh, that's Ben Affleck. And then the mm. movies kind of sucked, so that didn't work in his favor. But I will say though that some... I will say though that Ben Affleck is not the problem with those movies. It was the it was the movies. Yeah, you know? Ben Affleck was doing people a great still job. scrutinized him though for it. You know, I don't think just... I don't think that anybody that says Ben Affleck didn't do a good job as Batman, I completely disagree. I think he did a pretty good job. I think yeah. that he did a great job of playing like a disgruntled older Bruce Wayne that's just grumpy. You know, I think that that was great. Um, Sounds like me on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> you said that like multiple times. <laughs> Sounds like me on Mondays. <laughs> that's my thing. I don't know. <laughs> Expect me to change? Uh, no. That's me on Tuesdays. That's fine. fine. (laughs) Monday's your day off. (laughs) It is. Yeah, I shouldn't be grumpy on my day off. It's me on Wednesdays. I have two and a half months off, so. Oh, I'm a teacher. I get summer off. off. I get to do whatever I want. Taking like nine grad credits sucks. Um, Hey, moving (laughs) on. (laughs) Um, So I love the anemone. The lighting looks beautiful. Everything is very vibrant. There's so many different colors. And I think that that is such a good job that they did in animating this world and animating it in a way that it is just so aesthetically pleasing. It's such a beautiful, rich world. It's clear. It flows. It's amazing. And that's that's something that they do in almost every single one of these movies. But this one executes it in the best way. And out of every single Pixar film, this is the most beautiful looking one i don't think that i want to see this one again in theaters i would like to see this one me again too in theaters. yeah i don't think that there's i don't think that there's a single other animated film that looks as one good thing i will say Nemo. just from the start of this i did not see finding dory so if you have any talk about that i don't really care about about spoilers but i didn't see it i i just kind of missed me i, I mean it's fine i, I don't know it, it was it's a movie that i saw that i went Probably didn't need that. It's not. It's not emo. <laughs> no, no. It's not okay. even close to as good as this. It's I've just been curious. Like, you know, what did I miss out on? Well, I didn't really look up reviews he, and all the, that. Okay, here's the deal. Is that Finding, Finding Nemo is still operating in a world where most of the stuff is believable, right? Like, you yeah. can see this, and that's where A Bug's Life plays, too. Is that all of this stuff, like, obviously, Monsters, Inc., and... Toy Story are getting a little bit fishy and you don't know if you can necessarily believe wonky, it. but a bug's yeah. life is like, you can see that happening. Finding Nemo. I can see that happening at the end of finding Dory. They start really interacting with the human world mm. in a way yeah. that made me like, there's an octopus that drives a car and finding Dory. That sucks. And it, I was like, this is just too that far. Big time sucks. It's, it's too far for me because the notes on this film are that it's very similar to Wally, like you know, like we're talking about, and people do put that above it. Um, I I like that in this film, it's very 
it's not as much of a topic, but it's there. You know, the humankind is is there and it's scary. And it's not like they're not like showing a ton of pollution or doing all this or showing fish getting, you know, caught in things and stuff like that. You know, they don't take it to that extreme. Um, they probably could but, have, and none of us would have minded if there was like exactly. one moment th- where, you know, somebody gets caught into, caught in, in a, a six pack ring exactly, or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. The plastic um, six pack or something. But I, I, I do like how subtle everything it is. Every, sorry, how subtle everything is. Um, and it just makes it, it, it makes an important, um, theme in the film, you know? There's just why are you looking at me like that? Sorry, I got caught up. I got a little emotional there. You were you were um, really like savoring that sentence. So I was like, "What's he gonna I went, say? Oh, what's he gonna say?" And then I'm just like, "Oh yeah." And then he farted. Um, idiot. Um, <laughs> no, but my, the moral of the story, what I was trying to say, is just I like how subtle everything is, but it does show how humans interact with the ocean and how scary it would seem to. All of them, if well, they were, you know, thinking. <laughs> if they, yeah, if fish actually could think like we yeah. were. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's a big part in the movie, right? And so, you know, the movie so far, uh, Nemo's going to school and they're going to the drop-off. Manta Ray, that guy is freaking great. Um, yeah. I, I love that character. Another bit in the movie that's really funny is uh, that Marlin can't tell a joke and everybody thinks that clownfish yeah. should be funny. Yeah, it's so a sea cucumber uh, and a mollusk. Well, they can't talk. Cucumbers can't talk, but everybody can so, talk. Yeah, you and guys joke. know that. <laughs> you know that's that's the funniest thing about that. And I don't think that I don't know. Probably does get enough credit, but that is a, a hilarious bit. Somebody that should be funny that isn't, and the way that he's not funny is that in telling a joke, he dissects every part of the joke. And yeah, it goes like yeah. too far where it's like. Jeez, get on okay, with it. Because uh, you know what I'm talking about. When somebody tells, oh, yeah. when somebody's oh, telling a, a joke or a story. Well, but when somebody launches into a story or a joke and you're like, how long is this going to be, man? You know, yeah. like get to get moving on the punchline already. And yeah. so I, I love that. I love that aspect of it. But I think that, you know, the successful part is, is that they go to the drop off. And when Nemo gets taken by the scuba diver, it, you know, the scuba diver looks like Godzilla or something to them. You know, it's just this total unknown thing. And maybe that's the first time that they've had interaction with humans. Maybe they are very aware of the human world. I mean, who knows in that, in that anemone, they're just somewhere on the Australian reef, right. Or the great barrier reef. So it's like, who knows how much interaction they've had with human beings. But regardless, you know, it's like, it's horrifying. He's getting taken by the scuba diver. And then you see uh, the other scuba diver take a picture, picture of Marlon. And Marlon goes yeah. all, you know, goes shaky and everything gets blurry for him. And Big I mean, flash. it's a very frightening scene. And I think, I think that the greatest part is that the dentist that takes Nemo, he thinks that he's doing a good thing. I, saw this I guy saved from- this little, yeah. What'd you say? I can't remember what he said. He's like, I save this, save this little fella. He would have, he would have died out there or something like that. And you're like, gosh, pretty good. He just, you know, he doesn't realize he, that he just he's stole this job. thing from its parent. And now that it has to live in like an isolated tank for the rest of his life, possibly. Um, and so. with what's her name? Uh, Allison. What's Jenny? her name? No, the little girl. Oh, Darla. Darla. Yeah. So, Darla. So good. Another, oh, Little Rascals reference? Little Rascals. <laughs> Bug Hall. Bug's Life. Somebody needs yeah. to make that documentary. It's gold. What about Bud Hall? Bug Hall. His name's Bug Hall. 
what do you mean by the documentary? Do you think it has to be, is it just like following his life or does it, is it like insect? No, I think, I think it would be hilarious if somebody made a documentary about the actor who plays alfalfa named bug hall. If, and they called it bugs life. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) Thing sells itself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And just a picture of, just a silhouette of a head with a little spike. <laughs> yeah, ex- up a oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not even Bugs his face. Life, it's just the outline of alpha, outline of alfalfa. Because <laughs> he was in a, he was in the big green too, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, he was. He was just another little kid. And then the catcher from um, um, Sandlot, Ham, Ham. Not to be con- not to be confused with John Rattenson with Toy Story. character. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Toy is, Story. Yeah. Everything wow, relates. a lot of connections. Yeah. This is amazing. It's really yeah. <laughs> this is amazing, you guys. Um, if you were uh if you were a little rascal, who would you be? Alfalfa or Spanky? Sinner. Sinner. Uh, no, I, I would be Buckwheat. <laughs> I love Buckwheat. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I'd be uh, if you're Buckwheat, I'll be his little friend. What's the little friend's name? He's adorable too. Big pen. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, just Eddie Murphy, Charlie Brown. Oh gosh, they did. They, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> he does buckwheat. He, he, buck he plays buckwheat in uh, that SNL. SNL. Skit. Yeah. Gosh, does everybody a... know that we like SNL? <laughs> we reference SNL a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um. Okay. But yeah. Back to back to that scene. Um. When Nemo gets taken, Marlin sprints out after him and is screaming Nemo. And Thomas, this is my second favorite piece of music in the entire thing. The dun 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 I mean, and he's just sitting there looking out, and there's just nothing. The boat's gone. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the little tread stops. Yeah, I mean, it's that scene. The wake. This scene is unbelievable, and Andrew Stanton actually, um, I watched the director's commentary, um, and he's talking about how when he was pitching the movie, that was the one scene that he was very confident would work, and it would be, you know, an emotional tug for the audience, Mm -hmm. right? Well, we already had one at the beginning. That's the thing about this movie. None of these other movies have, like, I mean, these are terrible things that are happening to him. Mm -hmm. He lost his whole family. And then his only son gets kidnapped. It's like, gosh, the luck, you know, mm-hmm. of this guy. He's just so, I don't know. He gets screwed. If I can say it plainly, it's sure. It's just, yeah. No, you're so emotional. I agree, man. And that's, and I think that the emotional stakes in this one are just, they're just a lot higher than the other ones. I mean, there's a lot of great moments in the other Pixar films and, you know, they all have their own message and their own thing about them that I think is unique and interesting. But I mean, this one, this is like, where is my son? Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's something that a lot of people can relate with. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of parents went to this with their children. Right. And, you know, on one hand, it's very terrifying because children are constantly afraid of being separated from their parents, right? They want to have their smart. they want to have their sense that of terrified me. Yeah, they want to have their sense of Sorry. individuality and their own independence, right? But if their parents aren't in view anymore, they do get scared. And that's that's a concern. And parents have the same concern except for losing their child. And so, I mean, it is it's hitting on the nose something that everybody is very afraid of, but it does so in a very good way that doesn't like hammer in the fear of it too hard i guess because it yeah, it immediately yeah, it's just light enough there's some scary moments but then it immediately lightens it up 
right? And so, yeah. I, I don't know. This movie is extremely successful in the plot and the story that they're trying to achieve. Um, but th- that moment's great. And that's about when he runs into, uh, r- runs into Dory. Dory. Yeah, runs and, into Dory. And, and Ellen they... DeGeneres is incredible in this film. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's... Man. The thing about Ellen is she was a stand-up comic, and she did her own. She had her own show called Ellen, right? Where it was like actually about her life. I had never seen Ellen. I don't remember anything about it. But I think that that other than a few random roles, I don't think she has much to her credit other than her show. Well, they would they would give comedians back then. They would give comedian a lot of comedians in Los Angeles just television shows. Um, they'd kind of pluck from what they had. And if mm-hmm. somebody was really coming up, Joe Rogan, Fear Factor. Um, and then he eventually got, it may have even been before, actually, Fear Factor. He got whatever show. Joe Rogan was on, like, a television show. You know, they gave him a television show, and, and uh, he got to do whatever he wanted. And you see with Ellen's and his, obviously, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't pan out sometimes. Probably, like, Tim Allen as well. Was Tim Allen stand-up, or was he... I'm sure Tim um, Allen was some sort of comic before he got into. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of Jerry Seinfeld. Oh yeah, you know, big time. Yeah, well, the, and he, exactly. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld time. is the biggest analogy to make, right? Yeah, is that they had a very similar thing, and definitely within the show. But then Ellen goes on. I mean, she has a couple movies in here that I'm looking at, but whatever. But then she gets her actual daytime talk show, which is just the and most. Just kills it's it. the most popular daytime talk show, like besides Oprah, probably. Right. I think she's probably more popular than Oprah. At this point, definitely. Um, Oprah, Oprah at its up. peak, I don't yeah. know. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like... Because she asked the hard questions. Yeah, well, and Oprah was... You know, Oprah just really pulls on the heartstrings of everybody else, too. She does. And it's kind of like the analogy to... Or the analogy to, you know, the, the late night hosts now versus Johnny Carson. You know what I mean? There was yeah, only one yeah. Johnny Carson. Nobody was paying attention to anybody And now else. it's just kind of like... Now you got your options, right? You be, got your yeah. Kimmel, you got your Fallon, you got your whoever. Conan. Yeah. But right now, I would say the Ellen DeGeneres definitely has a lock on the daytime shows, other than like Dr. Oz. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Judge Judy. You Judge watch Dr. Judy. Oz? Judge Judy's been on for so long, and she looks the same. She looks great. I don't know what she's doing. Remember Ricky but Lake? Yeah, she... <laughs> I do remember Ricky Lake. What's your favorite daytime talk show of all time? Or just daytime show? Daytime show, Beverly Hills 90210. But staying home sick, what do you watch? I used to watch Martha Stewart, man. Wow. I used to watch Martha Stewart. Whenever I'd stay home, that was like a weird, guilty pleasure. I have no idea why. But mom, like mom will attest to that. Like I, for some reason, would want to watch that. I also watched Nick Jr. till I was like 17 years old, so I'm just a little bit weird. Well, I have but, no problem with that. I watched Nickelodeon and Disney Channel up until I was in high school for sure. Yeah, but like... Boy Meets World? Oh. No, but I was watching like Dora the Explorer. Gullah Gullah like, Island. <laughs> Gullah Gullah Island was great if it continued. There was Max and Ruby as well, this little show about a... a Older sister bunny and a younger little bunny guy. We all know and what he, it is. he's always getting into mischief. <laughs> he always would get into mischief. Max, make sure you turn the, uh, you know, the, turn the oven off or something. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh. I liked those shows. Anyway. Can't you just have a normal <laughs> answer like The Price is Right or something? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just say something and quit it? <laughs> Gonna go on the whole thing about Nickelodeon? <laughs> What's your favorite Nickelodeon show of all time? 
Angry Beavers? <laughs> no, Rocket Power, bruh. What oh, are you, talking about? you were a Rocket Power We guy. are riders on a mission, action kids in full condition or something like that. Good call, Rocket dude. Power. Nice. That was dope. I like that show. Sorry. That show's um, good. I don't know what mine would be. Probably Doug. Do 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 It's good, man. It's really good. Okay, okay. So, but then at this point, um, what Dorian and Marlin run into the sharks? Probably they run into the sharks pretty quick. Well, yeah, you have the cute little Hello. moment of like them meeting each other and kind of him figuring out that she has short-term memory loss and potentially long-term memory loss because it doesn't seem like she remembers anything anything right? um yeah but apparently when she meets marlin she remembers stuff and i think that this which is, is a great idea for a character man it is it's a really, great idea and there's a lot of funny bits that go along with it so it's very funny and also another component is that marlin to have the change that he does as a character throughout the film and to be a better father to his son when he actually is reunited with him at the end because they only share a short amount of time with each other at the beginning of the film and then they're split up right you barely but, see their relationship yeah yeah but in order for them to for him to have a change and also for nemo to have a change uh marlin has kind of a you know um a child that he's supposed to be taking care of. He has to take yeah. care of somebody else. A child yeah. with air quotes as Dory, yeah. right? And some yeah. person that's not really very responsible and able to take care of themselves very well. And also Nemo has kind of a substitute father figure in Gil, right? And so they both have Ooh. they both have a character that is helping them. And also I think that part of the success of this movie is that it is able to switch between multiple storylines because as far as pacing goes, that helps so much. And that's part of the reason why, you know, episode four and five of star Wars are extremely entertaining. Um, because well, I guess it they happens. So well. It happens in all of star Wars, really all of them, but I, you know, in episode four, you're going back and Jedi is yeah. as good as those, you know? Right. Yeah. But you know, episode five is so successful because you have Han Solo and crew, and then you also have Luke and Yoda, and Luke then you and have Darth Vader doing his thing. So it's like you have three storylines going on at the same time. And the pacing is so great when you're able to do that. This one, it has two storylines that it's able to shift back and forth from. And they're so, both extremely interesting. They're both very you know, interesting. And they, I couldn't tell Gale you and his whole thing. Like, which do you prefer Marlon and Dory or the Gale. tank? Gale. Um, I do. I prefer, I prefer everything that goes on in the tank over anything that happens to Marlon and Dory. I probably do too, just because of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> just because um, it's true. Yeah. Let's talk about Willem Dafoe, though. Let's. I mean, because well, Spider Man okay. come out to play. Hold on. They go and they meet the sharks. The we sharks gotta get there. The sharks are very entertaining. Um, fish are friends, not food. Fish are friends, not food. It's a funny scene, and it's kind of like intervention. A, it's a twelve-step <laughs> yeah. program, except for yeah. you know cannibalism, essentially. Although they're all different types of fish. So. So, I mean, whenever yeah, fish got to swim, sharks got to eat, you know, sharks got to eat, baby, got to eat. But, um, you know, Ooh, I, there was a great white and eh, this is getting it off yeah, topic. Geez, There's man. a great white story, I guess, going on somewhere in Florida, I think. And off like it's like down in Florida, it's and always also Florida, like, Gulf of Mexico and all this stuff. There's a couple of great whites that are doing some things right now like what are so they killing out. people or are they just swimming around yeah what? there's been yeah lately just i guess because of the protection of sharks or something like that that's been happening uh more of them have been surfacing and they're kind of coming back he's coming back um 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. A few people have died. A couple of people got chomped on a little bit. Um, wow. Well, and that's actually you know people, screw you, Steven Spielberg <laughs> for Jaws. Well, that's the terrifying thing. Terrifying us is that people weren't that afraid of sharks before Jaws, and then once Jaws came out, <laughs> everybody was afraid of sharks. Yeah, because it's horrifying. Sharks. Did are- you see the Meg? No, I didn't. I didn't either. Dang it. I I want. I wanted to watch it. Jason but. Statham, Rain Wilson. Dwight, yeah. That'd be good. Should be fun. Um, um, but yeah, they, they go through the sharks, and it's actually a pretty cool scene because they make the escape because um, Dory starts bleeding. And, uh, huh. well, Marlon sees the goggles, mm-hmm. which is uh, P. Sherman 42 Wallaby Way or something like that. What is it? Is that it? P. Sherman 42 uh, Wallaby Way, Sydney. Four, yeah, yeah nice. 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Um, yeah, he sees the goggles. That's an emotional moment. And then, you know, shark smells the blood, intervention. They get away. And then there's, like, all those bombs that blow up, which is, you know, that, that was just interesting to me. It just I forgot. Obviously, I forgot about all this. So Yeah, I mean, they're, um, you know, they're leftover landmines from some sort of naval battle. So um, very interesting. I guess they'd be sea mines at this point. Um, I Yeah, I find that part very funny. Um, I really like that. I just do have to know. I mean, I know I'm just like a stickler for just mentioning every single actor. Stickler, pickler, stickler, pickler. But Barry Humphreys, uh, well-known Australian um a comedian he plays bruce and bruce is one of the mo- most iconic characters from this film but eric banna is the voice of the uh hammerhead no way. shark no way yeah. <laughs> yeah so eric banna just random <laughs> oh my gosh uh, we should talk about troy sometime banna. that's what we got to do we got to do gladiator we got to do troy and we got to do 300 <laughs> we're doing it again know, here we I go know, but that won't be a sweet series um and also bruce spence plays the other guy if you don't know who Bruce Spence Who's is, Bruce Spence, yeah, remind he's me. He's the gyrocopter pilot from Mad Max, The Road Warrior. Not doing it for you? I didn't think so. No, that's not doing it he's for me. He's also the mouth of Sauron. And he's oh. also. Oh. He's the guy, guy that gives Obi Wan the heads up. Thousands of vulture yeah. droids. Seventh level. You know the guy with the corduroy face? Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't believe me. I know. Yeah, the corduroy face, just the lines. And also, ugly the, dude. That's a Revenge of the Sith. And one more, he was, uh, he is the train man from Matrix Revolutions. Matrix Revolutions. We talked about this on an earlier podcast. We talked about this it guy, when we were talking about the mouth of Sauron. This guy had a year. He did. It was like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Matrix it like, Revolutions. It was like 2005. And, uh, 2005 to 2006. In Revenge of the Sith. He had like yeah. three huge ones. But he also was in Mad Max, which, good role. So Pretty cool. Anyway, Sharks, great scene. I love it. They also make the reference, here's Brucey to, um, uh, here's Johnny from The Shining. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Which is a reference to the Johnny Carson show. Boom. We nailed it all. Um, Whoa. <laughs> just all sorts wow. of connections here. <laughs> ow. Ow. <laughs> My brain. Everything's coming together. Um, but then we get, they. I think they do a flash. Yeah, remind me. Because they get knocked out. And then they do a flash to the tank. And the tank Nemo. is great. Introductions. Man, the tank is so good. So let's look, let's list off the characters here. Before we even get to Willem Dafoe, because we know we got to talk about Willem Dafoe for a bit here, but Brad Garrett, the uh, the bloat. same guy that played Dim from A Bug's Life, Allison Janney plays Peach, 
Peach. Love Allison Janney. I love Allison Janney too. She's so good. Have you really ever seen do. the West Wing? Allison Janney plays the um the press That's secretary. That's something I've been needing to watch. She's the press secretary in the West show. Wing, and she's incredible. Um, Austin Pendleton. Who plays the guy? That, he's the guy from A Beautiful Mind that's going to give him the Nobel Prize. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Root, the stapler guy, Bubbles. <laughs> from, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Have, like, and he's reference. from Dodgeball. Oh, he is. That's probably for most people. That's the bigger one. I would that's what immediately recognize. think Office Space for him. Uh, Vicky, Ooh, I suddenly got a taste for you. Who? Vicky Lewis, who is Deb? She's in something. Or Flo. What is she in? Oh my gosh, oh, dude! Let's check it out. She no. She is the girl that thinks that Nick Dottopoulos is sexy in Godzilla. She's another dude. She's, Man, she's another scientist in Roland Emmerich. You know all this stuff, I, dude. I'm well. I'm just looking at all these guys, and I know one movie that they're in. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see. Her. Yeah, I see. She's in Mouse Hunt. She's in Mouse Hunt. Yeah, Mickey Lewis. Let's hunt. do a deep dive into Mickey Lewis here. <laughs> I know, Mickey that's Lewis. What I'm saying. She's in. She's in news radio. Oh, she was in news radio. That's like her big thing. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Nice yeah, job, yeah, Nikki. Yeah. Looks like you've had a nice career. Very fun. Um, Joe Ramped, who uh, he plays Jacques. He was also uh, Heimlich from A Bug's Life. Uh, get to the next one. <laughs> Oh, you oh. want to talk about Jeffrey Rush? Barbosa, man. Oh, my gosh, dude. I'm a big fan. I'm, well, Nigel hasn't quite come into the... No, he does. He shows up pretty quick. Um, he shows up, I think, in that first scene. He comes through and... Jeffrey Rush something. is so good. Jeffrey Rush. It, it's Jeffrey. Uh, he plays such... He's so <laughs> good. Sure that? <laughs> I'm positive it's Jeffrey Rush. They say Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> yeah, that's... he Absolutely. I'm 100% sure. Just put a J there. Don't put a G-E-O. Some people spell their name G-E-O-F-F-E-R-E-Y. Not E-R-E-Y. I am Danny. D-A-N-N-I-E. Man, people spell their names in weird ways. Like, you know, Caitlin with two N's at the end and all that sort of stuff. I mean, why not? People well, do just Caitlin. That's like two separate things. <laughs> okay jeopardy <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know uh but man jeffrey rush good as captain barbosa for him the big one is the king speech he will always be like so much we all higher. know you love that movie and he's yep. really good in quills too no, i'm just kidding oh, what what is what is jeffrey rush's top stuff shakespeare well i mean barbosa is what's most notably I guess in in the past 10, 15 years, I mean... Do you know what's funny, though, is that's... That's it. Pirates of the Caribbean is not in his top four on IMDb. Shine, Shakespeare in Love, yeah, and Quills. <laughs> <laughs> Called that. <laughs> I swear, I didn't... So much of this stuff, I am not actually looking up. I am throwing it out there for my uh, own He's knowledge. the narrator in Minions. Oh, wow. Don't know if that means anything. Okay. Um, Who cares? Green Lantern. Okay. He's also in the book thief. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Jeffrey Rush. I love him. And he's so good in this movie. He's, nah, he's, he's seriously, yeah, he, he brings the gravitas to that character of He of does, Nigel. man. It's so good. So good. But might we just get to our main boy, freaking Willem Dafoe, dude. And that, yeah, man. And that is the success of the casting of this movie. Because this movie does what most movies do not and they cast Willem Dafoe as the good guy because Willem Dafoe is notoriously he's cast a as guy. a bad guy or there's something weird about him or something wrong or he's with the him. good guy but then he's kind of bad you know Boondock like, Saints it's right like, you know, totally it was a fire fight. yeah it's 
But you know, the this, cafe latte, hint of vanilla, sweet and. Love. It's okay with me if your friends stay over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love Willem Dafoe. He's great. I love him. Um, but I mean, obviously, he's great as a Green Goblin. He's like one of our favorite characters ever. We're gonna mm-hmm. talk about that short, uh-huh. pretty quick. Wink, 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 wink. Um, but one of my favorite things uh, that he's done is Platoon. He plays yeah, man. Sergeant yeah, man. Elias, and he is fantastic, and he does the same thing in, that he, they did in this one. He's the good guy in the story. Yeah, and yeah he, he has the staple scene from that movie, man. Getting shot down by your own guys. Oh, my gosh. While that freaking song is playing in the back. It's so good. Incredible, man. Sergeant Barnes, yeah, Ted Berenger. He was Tom up Berenger. for Best Actor a couple years ago, right? Or was it last year? This last year. Yeah, I think he was actually he was up for... Was it best supporting for the Florida project? And then this year yeah. he was up for that Leonardo da Vinci film. I think was I it didn't da Vinci? see. No, it was Van Gogh. Well, there... It was Vincent Van Gogh. He played Vincent yeah, Van yeah. Gogh. Yeah. I didn't see it. I should. I mean, talking about how much we love this guy. I, I, I didn't see. I'm dive into the filmography. I know. I, I didn't. I did not see that one either. But anyway, Willem Dafoe, he's bringing it. And he's so good in this one. We swims by. He's like, never bothered me. Or never stop I me. I know. That's the scene. <laughs> never bother me. You see the fin that's all tattered and messed up. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so good. So good. So good. But and, anyway, this. Never bother me. I, I think he says, never stop me. <laughs> never stop me. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a great theme in the movie. Nemo has the messed up fin. And then you, you put him with this kind of father tough figure that can show Nemo to be like, okay, I don't need anybody's. Uh, I don't know, respect. You know, I don't need anybody to approve of what I'm doing. Like, I can be myself or whatnot. I don't have to be afraid of this because his dad's constantly telling him, you know, he's not a good swimmer. Not a good swimmer. Don't, don't yeah, let him yeah. do that. He's not a good swimmer. Uh, I, I, you know, let me clear this for you or let me stop you from doing this. You know, Marlon is the best example of a helicopter parent, right? That just does not let their kid figure anything out for yep. them, for themselves. And, in direct contrast to that, he's put into this tank and he gets sucked up into that little tube. And the first reaction that Gil has, nobody touch him. Let him get out himself. He can do this. Right. And I mean, obviously, there are some more selfish reasons that he's doing that because he wants to see if this kid can actually stop that filter from working. But yeah, still, you know, it is this moment it's where Nemo can do yeah. this for himself. Um, I love all the characters in the tank. I think that Allison Janney might be one of my more favorites of the group because she's, I don't know if it's just because of, I don't think it's her character as peach. I think it's, it's just, just Alice and Janney. <laughs> yeah. Her voice. You just wanted Alice and Janney to... is amazing. I love Alice I and Janney. Yeah, I do too. But Willem Dafoe is great. Um, I mean, they're all, you know, they all have something about them. I, I just, I like everybody that's in the tank. It's a very good. And it also is highlighting what would, you know, all of these guys, have gone crazy kind of in their own way. You know what I mean? Because being stuck in this tank all together in this isolated environment where there's just four walls and that's all the room you have. It's very funny. Also, the placement of being in a dentist's office. And it allows for so many funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Gator Gutendrill, he's using the Headstrom file. (laughs) No, it's a (laughs) K-Flex. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that. And then the bird flies up. Uh, Nigel. Yeah, Nigel flies up and he's like, "What are they doing over there?" You know, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah," because he's kind of just yeah. in on no, it. Oh yeah, as they're well. just sitting there observing this guy's line. The lucky of work. dude just yeah. gets to fly. And I love. He wants, and he's there. At one point, he yanks the guy's tooth out and he says, "Oh, there's one way to get a tooth out, Prime Minister." Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Prime Minister. Like, well, they they play on the dentist office a lot. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But when everything's going awry in the end, and the little kid's looking through the glass, he's like, "Oh my gosh, I do not want to go to the dentist." Maybe the funniest joke in the whole movie. That's how I feel about the dentist. I've always felt that way. And when you go in, it's not any better than you thought it was going to be. It's always terrible. It's almost worse. <laughs> it's almost worse because you have the anxiety about going in there. Yeah. At least when you're a kid, you got the little candy or something. And your problems are never that big when you're a kid. Yeah, get, yeah becoming an adult. Let's not talk about our dental issues. Yeah. Um, so getting back to Marlon and Dory, uh, where are they at now? I'm like skipping towards the turtles, but I know... They're not there. Oh, they go through the whole thing with the goggles and that big beast with follow the light thing. No, that's the goober fish. No, I think that that, that is the big goober fish. <laughs> I that's think a bigger. I think fish. it's actually called an angler fish. Um, but whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you just gotta shout that out if you know it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the goober fish is going after them, and they're way down in the dark. And oh yeah, and that's Sea Monkey has my money. The funny line that everybody thinks is yeah, is very random. Oh, Dory, Dory sleeping and yeah. saying random things. Yeah, yeah. but that I mean, it's very aesthetic, uh, aesthetically pleasing. That whole scene with the light, how dark it is. And yeah, then when he lights up, it's like it's like a lightsaber. Right. Yeah, cool. it looks great. It's funny. They, I mean, with those with the the com- the comedy that is w- worked within like the lighting is very funny. You know, it, like yeah. it's all pretty yeah. good. But Dory remembers P. Sherman forty two Wallaby. Was it P. Sherman forty two Wallaby? Yeah, Way, P. Sydney? Sherman forty two Wallaby Way, Sydney. Yeah, that's one gun to your head. Can you get it? I bet a lot of people would. Mm, right now, I could because you just watched it. You give me five days, bang bang, buddy. <laughs> Before you watch this, gun to your head, would you have known Willem Dafoe? Willem Dafoe's character's name? No, I wouldn't have known he was in this movie. Wow. You got to catch up mm-hmm. on your Pixar. <laughs> I guess that's what no, we're doing. No, I know. That's well, why that's, we're doing why, this. Yeah. that's why we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. I guess that I am kind and of. And I'm loving it. <laughs> that's yeah. the thing is that I actually am like, before we watch. Pixar genius. Well, if when we're, when we've been, as we've been going through these, there's not that much information that I didn't like that you already didn't... kind of know. You know, no, like yeah. I've, I've learned a, a good enough. A, a hey, Danny, good I'm just calling to tell you I'm going to win the million dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If somebody who asked me, willing to who's, who does Alice and Jenny play in Finding Nemo? I'd be like, Peach, 100%. It's like Peach, Apple, Gil, <laughs> and Bill Murray. There's a couple of them I probably wouldn't have known. Um, but so that scene's cool in the dark and that, that the, the character design on that fish is really scary. Um, Pretty tight. But then yeah. they get out of there and then they run into the John Ratzenberger character. Of course, John Ratzenberger is in every Pixar film and he plays the school of fish that make fun of Marlin and are, you know, yeah. okay, boys, just like rehearsed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Sydney, boom. That's why this movie's it. so funny, though, is because there's. Hey, such... Mark, didn't you go there? He's like, yeah, I went there. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, uh, sure do. That guy, whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, man. But that's, I mean, this movie is totally a road trip movie, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you mm-hmm. have one buddy comedy. It's, yeah, exactly. It's a buddy travel comedy. And that's, but you find out the emotional stuff <laughs> in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you're already touched down into the tone. Planes, trains, it's just a funny buddy comedy. But then at the end, you're like, oh, man. Right. You know, it just kind of hits you. Well, and that's also, I think, a, you know, I don't think that they could have achieved this earlier on. You know, like if you look at 
Absolutely. Toy Story taking place in a lot of the same settings over and over again, right? And Bugs Life, very much the same. Toy Story 2 opening it up a little bit. Monsters, Inc. still taking place in a lot of the same areas. Finding Nemo, every single scene is different. Besides, you know, the tank is obviously taking place in the same. But that, I mean... They're going across the ocean. That's something that, you know, a lot of people probably don't really think about. And that's fine because we're all just casual observers and casual watchers. But yeah, they had to build a different different area for every one of these scenes. They have to completely animate something new every single time. And so, I mean, that takes a lot of work. Um, but anyway, it's a really fun idea for a movie and I think it just works Mm -hmm. so well because you get to go to different environments and add different characters because, you know, you have the sharks, which are really fun. And then boom, you throw in this and you have the John Ratzenberger school of fish thing. And that's very fun. And And then then you get get to meet crush freaking best and it's great. Yeah. Right. But I like the bits of that guy talking. Um, then they run through the jellies. And that's also a very fun scene. Yeah, hit the tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's 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 a little scary. Dory goes down. Yeah. I mean, there's not um, much you to be see, said there. You it's see not... Marlin start to kind of... Yeah, he's loosening up. fins a he's little bit. He's loosening up. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And he's, you know, yeah. he's giving in to just having fun and accepting the situation. Also should be noted that they would have died like a thousand times already. Um, 100%. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, just pee on it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Jellyfish. Just pee on it. Um, <laughs> that that's their slogan, right? Right. Um, let's let's get through the the turtles too. I want to talk about those guys. So, Crush, do you know who plays the character Crush? Andrew Stanton. I just looked at it though. I didn't know. Ah, that. nice. Sorry, I got it right no, here. No, no, it's. I yeah. mean, it's great, man. It's so Gnarly, dude. It's so cool just, because Crush is like. I mean, who do you think is a bigger deal as far as people remembering this movie, Bruce? Or crush, crush has to be. I probably, well, I would probably. I don't know though because I think maybe that, Bruce. I think that farther out, my name's Bruce. That like that yeah. line right there. Fish are friends, not food. People repeat that stuff a lot more. People repeat that. I don't know if people repeat the crush. And the stuff turtles are just the turtles. Hang loose. God, I love those turtles in that movie. Yeah. They don't know who Crush is. They know Bruce. Yeah, people know Bruce. I and but I love, I love the turtle part of the movie oh it it's is amazing because crush is really cool crush is a very well-written it's fun son, character but his best. son squirt is just that kid what is that kid's name it's like zach nicholas bird nicholas bird oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 you're right and it's still just a picture of a kid on yeah IMDb. that kid probably went he didn't do anything else with his career let's see what's nicholas just bird drank a lot to? of squirt hold on He's like, guys, I'm switching to Sprite. He was... Uh, <laughs> Come on! <laughs> he was additional characters in The Incredibles. And that's it. That's cool. He's probably just in some... I mean, Nicholas Bird, probably Brad Bird's kid that just got to be in all this stuff. Is Who knows? He? I don't know. He might be. Just a theory. Is that Brad Bird's kid? <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're it is. He is, man. He's Brad Bird's kid. <laughs> Boom! Let's go. That's what I'm saying. He was born you in know, 1994, though. Oh wow. Well, he's yeah. He's, he's a, pretty old now. He's a grown man. Do you think we could get him? <laughs> get him on the podcast? I would love to get Nicholas Gosh, Bird on the. That podcast. would be like the all-time best. I would prefer Nicholas Bird over Nicholas Gould. Or no, no, Alexander. Yeah, Gould. not over. Yeah, I was like, wait, um, <laughs> not, over, not over Jack, over Black. Nicholas Nickelby, <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Flamel, uh, Nicholas Flamel, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Fennel, 
Um, Nicholas Bird, we salute you, man. I'm a big fan of your father's work as well. I just can't believe I well. freaking called that. Well, no, good that call, awesome. Brad. Why wouldn't? Why, well, it just if he's makes in the, sense. If he's in some the, little kid on IMDb, if I'm dis- dissecting this, some little kid on IMDb, no other really, no other real credits besides Pixar. I mean, and his dad is just the coolest. Well, and so. it, during this, during the production of this movie, um, they already had hired Brad Bird to start The Incredibles. So, I mean, he's already involved over at Pixar. So, I mean... And he's just killing it. Yeah. Ooh-wee. Also, something... Anyway. I mean, just a production side of things, um, I, I they were talking about, because this is something that I find I find fascinating, um, is do they animate first, or do they do the characters first? And I guess um, sometimes it's kind of a mix of both. In Finding Nemo, Andrew Stanton was talking about how he really tried to allow the actors to record first and then animate around their dialogue because he wanted gets a better performance. Yeah, he want and he wanted 100%. he wanted the dialogue to be able to evolve naturally rather than being confined to what they animated first. So anyway, it's a good way of a good way of going about things. Um hundred percent. Yeah, where were we at? Oh yeah, Crush Squirt. You Turtles, totally crush. rock Squirt. <laughs> Whoa. And then yeah. intro. Jellyman, offspring. Offspring, Jellyman. Jellyman. Dude. And Squirt has like the coolest little like the know. little the little Jellies. Uh, <laughs> Sweet. Let's see. Totally. I think I might have written it down. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. We're gonna have a great jump today. <laughs> that is like that is yeah. You know, I've been skydiving and just that I just didn't expect that at all. You know? Uh, also, because I yeah, I love that scene. Um, I think that Squirt and Crush just provide something for Marlon that he needed. You know, he's like, you're just letting him go out there on his own? He's like, yeah, man, we'll see. He'll mm-hmm. find his way back, maybe, mm-hmm. you know? It's just one of those things he's like, jeez, maybe I should trust my kid a little bit. He's like, how do you know he's ready for that? He's like, you'll just know, or something they like know, that. You'll yeah. know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's I, I, it's I love good. That. Well, and that's a good that's a good point, man, because it really is the like evidence that they um, are, you know, he, he sees another father and son relationship where the father does have less interference in his son's life. And the kid is completely successful thriving. Yeah, because yeah. his father gives him his independence. Good. Oh, I can't talk about the East Australian current, man. <laughs> that whole scene is so good. So it's good. incredible, man. And then, you know, the good afternoon, we're going to have a great jump today. And then they, mm-hmm. you know, pop out and have to go through more things. It's just over and over. I, then, then they flash back to the. I, well, I do have to say that one of the most effective scenes in the entire movie is Marlon telling his story to those little kids. All those kids. And he's like, you see, I lost my son. <laughs> you see, I lost my son. And they're like, no way. <laughs> Dory's like, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, it's like she hasn't, she was there for all of it. Yeah. Oh, man. But then you get to see the other, you know, all these creatures telling each other that story. And he's like, it's wicked, Doctor. How you doing, Bob? You can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah I love scene. it. How you doing, That's Perry, old man. <laughs> you yeah. know, like. Swordfish fighting and dolphins. And then he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they jumping just, like, up and down. Over and down and over and down. Yeah. And, uh. Although they'd be much smarter than anything, and I do love the Australian, um, the Australian seagull when it's talking to somebody, or maybe it's whatever. Um, but he says like, "There seems to be nothing stopping him, mate." Yeah, like I don't know. For yeah. some reason, the Australian accents do it for me. I just like 
I get a little revved up when I hear Australian yeah, accents. Yeah, not me. Not, not me. Not me. I hate Aussies. Um, no. no. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the land down under. I actually have some Vegemite set aside for to celebrate. You have Vegemite? No, I don't actually have any Vegemite. Have you ever tried Gosh. Vegemite? Back in the day, at some yeah. point, I definitely did. It's tough, man. It's not. It's. I think I did that at like a church camp. You remember when they used to do like the Vegemite or like Spam or yeah. something like oh, yeah. that? You had to eat that as like a challenge. Well, one of my close friends, you remember Glenn from high school. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was always eating Vegemite. Love that stuff. What do you know? Anyway. Nice kid. So back to the tank, though. Um, the initiation scene is one of the better parts of the whole movie. Wahi, wahi, waho, ho, ho. I think that, that that scene is so funny to me. Oh, yeah. Like, they wake him up, and they're like, you know, activate the ring of fire, ring of fire, ring of fire! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, the, I don't know, the comedy bits are so good, and Peach yelling, like, he's just a boy! I know, <laughs> those, yeah. Those lines so are so funny. And then you have um, Jacques doing the... <laughs> just wailing yeah. during that scene. Is it Jacques? It, uh, who's Jacques? Yeah, he's a little crap him. guy. He's like, Walter Hames, huh? The kid's like, what? It's like... This way. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Follow me or whatever. I like that a little bit. Gosh. But yeah, that's a that's a good scene. But then they kind of end up it like detours from that that whole initiation thing to the escape plan. Yeah, right? and then it goes straight into the Gets escape plan. Gets to that kind of quick. Yeah. And, and Gil has They kind of have like where, their Ocean's Eleven moment where they're like, and then this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, this is going to happen. But. And it's showing it, yeah. doesn't it? Isn't it doing like flashes of, yeah, yeah. it's tight. Yeah, it's kind of it's a cool moment. Um, First time through, it doesn't work. Does not work. Nemo almost dies, and Gil feels really bad, and he has Gil. that. Gil. Sorry. What about Bob reference? Um, this is the last bus to. Winnipesaukee, Bob. Winnipesaukee, Bob. I know that, Ming. I know that, Ming. Yeah. It's good. I know What About Bob very well. I watched it with my psychology classes like three times. So, got I'm almost there. I'm almost there with you, probably. You, you're probably a little bit further ahead, but with What About Bob, I quote it uh, daily. Sure. I mean, probably. and I always quoted What About Bob, but now it's, it's kind of funny. After you watch a movie, like being a teacher, you watch a movie like multiple times with multiple classes, you just know it so well. Like Dances with Wolves, I know Dances with Wolves so well now. Because Would you say you know it better than Dad? I think so. I don't know. I think that put me and Dad when we were at the same age, it would be close. He might know it more than I do. Now, I don't know. I think I got the edge. Jeez. I got the edge on the old man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm giving it to Dad. <laughs> Dude, you should watch Dance. You should corner. watch Dances with Wolves and make a little trivia I know, thing. No, it's three hours, man. Dude, Dances <laughs> just, with Wolves is one of the best I movies know, ever made. I love Dances with Wolves. If I wake up and watch Dances with Wolves, I'm not going to the gym. I don't know. On your day anywhere. off, dude, I'll watch it with you, man. <laughs> I'll just sit there and sounds good. It's so <laughs> good, Tatanka. It's great. Yeah. All right. Um. But then they're trying. They're trying to hatch their escape plans. He finds out about Dar- Darla. She's a fish killer. The Allison Janney line. Great. Shaking fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know if there's a ton that I want to bring. I like. I love all the tank yeah, stuff. It's not like tube, you have to you know, it, it, They they it. pull them out. It's a scary scene. Very scary scene. And then yeah. you get back to Mar. I mean, it goes back to Marlon and Dory. Well, let's, and they're going through. 
Because he finds, because uh, and then also Nigel tells him that his father's on the way, and he's like, "My dad would never do that." And he's like, "What's his something like a sports fish name?" And he's like, "Marlin." He's that's Marlin. him, little clownfish from the reef. And then Nemo gets real excited. Yeah, that moment. Did you hear actually that? Got My dad took on a shark, and then he goes, "I heard he took on three. Oh man, this is when I started, and I, I don't want to do this I on know. the podcast. I get a yeah. little bit like I'm getting a little choked. This up is when I started going it. because I went, I filmed a video. I didn't send it to you earlier because I decided not to, but I will now if you want to see it. I sent a video of tears <laughs> streaming down my face, <laughs> oh, really? and I said those. Yeah, I said those are real tears. Yeah, no, that's, it's it gets you. That's man. what just happened. It gets yeah, you. Yeah, it got me. It got me big, and and starting with that that Nemo moment and then it just it escalates quickly here in the end man it's good dialogue good uh vocal performances but i will say that the emotion is like 70 percent thomas newman <laughs> yeah i mean he he hits you hard so at this point i i looked this up so where they originally start out the anemone is in the great barrier reef like on the western coast of australia and then uh sydney is going to be 1500 miles away from that location so at this point in the movie marlin and dory have traveled 1500 miles which is ridiculous there's no way that they would have done it in this small not possible amount of time, but never gonna happen <laughs> still kind of interesting yeah. but I almost turned it off yeah <laughs> they arrive though and um they're pretty much there and they're just like okay well what do we do we're we gonna look for a boat and then they're asking and they see a giant whale and it's funny because I think that this is like the one part of the movie where I don't, I'm not completely sold. You know, this might be the one lull for me in the movie. I kind of took it the other way. Funny enough. I took it like for this entire movie, we're seeing all these tiny little fish. And as that thing got closer and closer through the little, you know, smog that they were in or whatever, all that, all that, uh, that, that like dirty water. Um, seeing a whale was very, it just felt nice. I was like, nice. All the Dory stuff, her going, whoa, and all that stuff. Like, I'm not not fully into it, but it's just one more scene. I feel like maybe you didn't need it because Marlon's already proved himself to be getting to the point that he is. It's just another said scene of him. you have to let go. Yeah. yeah it's like, it, it's just another scene of him trying to, like, trying to build that character. It's very, which, like, on the nose it, and cementing the idea. It's an hour and 40 idea. movie. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Could have been an hour and 30. Yeah, I mean, you know. it's a decent scene, but... But it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, the other, I don't mind it. The other thing is that they get swallowed by that whale, and um, the blowhole has no relationship with the digestive system of a whale. Oh. So, yeah. Unfortunately, as soon as they entered that whale, they would have been dead. But whatever. Well, <laughs> sorry, sorry to blow that for anybody that's listening to this, but not excuse the pun. I didn't mean to blow that uh, hole. Yeah, but unfortunately, they're dead. It is a nice character moment, though. You have to let go, and he lets go, and they get. Blown. And he lets go. So, it's good. Well, I'm in the science. I love anatomy of whales. Oh my gosh! Got to look. Studying all this. I looked that up. I was like, just looking up inaccuracy. Is that possible? Yeah. Exactly. Just like. What's the deal with this? That was like the two yeah. big things that I looked up. Would they have survived that whale? And how far did they travel? Um, but Well, why wouldn't... Uh, well, I guess, I don't know. They, why wouldn't they survive? Just no air? Or like no they would, whatever? They would be eaten. There would be no escape. 
Yeah, but even if they were eaten, like, whales don't have teeth. Wouldn't they, like, survive down in the stomach? They would be digested. Or is it just, like, acid? They, yeah, they would be digested. You, you would die from the stomach acid. Like, that, that but would... But what, what about on the tongue? They could have lived in there, I think. So that's realistic, but them getting shot through the blowhole, not possible. No. Okay. Yeah, because the blowhole doesn't actually blow water out. It just blows air it's like a big, you know, you know, it's a big release of breath. And so it just blows the water that's on top of the hole out. That's the, that's only, that's the only thing. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like you're camping waiting for that. I one. wasn't even <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah. You don't even care what I'm saying. You're just looking for blow. the opportunity. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I'll just oh, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so they, yeah, they're in they Sydney, get out, they're and, looking for the boat. And that's about the part where, wait, what's, what happens first? Like, Nigel gets them and takes them. Well, they're looking for the boat, and then um, well, a seagull to... comes, uh, comes and clips them out of the water. So he comes and clips them out of the water, and then they, they work their way up through his you know, mouth or whatever, and Nigel's sitting there, and he's like, anybody else going to go get these guys? Isn't Nigel an no, albatross? Yeah, that's not. Is that right? Um, Alcatraz is in San Francisco. I don't know. I, I am having a hard time. Um, no, uh, I don't know, Dave. <laughs> keep, keep, keep talking. I just got to find <laughs> okay, this. Okay, <laughs> so I'll just let you know what's happening. So then he looks at the other birds, and he's like, is anybody else going to do anything? Uh, I didn't think so. Oh, no, he's Flies not an over. albatross. He's a pelican. He's a pelican. That's the easiest thing in the world. I mean, I thought... If you had asked me what he was, I would have said pelican. What did you say before? Um, did you say pelican? No, I said alcatraz because you said albaraz. No, I said albatross. 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 Uh, no, <laughs> albatross is the type of bird that's in the rescuers down under. Oh, okay. Well, I see what you're pulling from. <laughs> I get. I get where your mind's going. Yeah. I thought you were going all analytical again, just like oh, the whale blowhole thing. Um, <laughs> making a <laughs> reference to alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> i'm all they were uh, they were locked up in a pen much like the prisoners of alcatraz They're much like yeah history um okay so he's choking gets him to spit him up yeah, don't everybody get up at once yeah exactly that's the line gets him to spit him up so then it's like okay he's gonna take them marlin doesn't trust them mine Oh mine, yeah, mine. Those. You know, all the pe- all the pelicans come. Those aren't pelicans. Seagulls. seagulls. Those are seagulls. Yeah. Sorry, man. We said Gosh. seagulls earlier. He's a pelican. Seagull. He's a pelican. He's a pelican. Not an albatross. We got. You see, there's three birds. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's got to be your bowl. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do love those. What do you like more, characters. crows or pigeons? What do you mean? Do I like seagulls or pigeons more? No, crows. Oh, crows or pigeons. See, this is a tough question. Obviously, it depends on where you live. Well, black crows, counting crows. I mean, I'll sign me up for crows. (laughs) Okay. I don't like crows at all, man. Pigeons, I'm cool with. There's a ton of them. Uh, It's a little annoying, but like pigeons, I'll be like, hi, little buddy. You know, crows, there's something about them. What about a raven? Um, <laughs> what's your favorite bird? <laughs> My favorite bird would have to be <laughs> probably uh, Lucky Man, little cockatiel. You know, it's cockatoo. We ha- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
Um, it was a cockatiel. Yeah, we had, a, <laughs> we had a little bird, and he was nice. Our dad got him. Um, on a roof. Yeah. Crazy story. We don't have to go into this story. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. Um, okay. So that happens. He ends up getting him out of the seagull pile and picks him up in the mouth. Meanwhile, they had... Um, so... Hold on, uh, before you go to the, the tank. Yeah, we skipped something. Before, we skipped something. Of course we did. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I do like all of the seagulls saying mine, mine, and Nigel going, get into my mouth if you want to live. And yeah. then, you know, they're yeah, very skeptical, and that is all very good. And then, you know, this is skipping over what you were going to say, but when they get there and they see Nemo floating in, or in a floating dead. I guess he's sitting. Yeah, he's floating. No, dead. He's in a bit. He's in a bag on the dentist chair right next to her. Right. And she was holding him. Then something happens and they set him down. Right. And he's floating upside down. And Marlon sees that. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going in there. And he's like, oh, yes, you will. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But we did skip over. So after Nemo finds out that his dad is a hero and battled three sharks, Nemo, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. And they're looking at something. And they turn around, and Nemo has this heroic moment where he just decides, screw it, I'm going to go do this myself, grabs a little pebble, goes through the filter, and then they're trying to pull him out or something like that, and they think he's dead yeah, he's or something. And then he, yeah, he's already out. He floats up. He's like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, dude, that's freaking tight. Mm. I love that. And, they, and then they get all dirty. And then they get real the dirty. The tank gets dirty, and everybody stops. Yep. Don't you realize we are swimming in our own? And then Pete goes, shh. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. It's very, very nice. And inters- yeah, interspersed with this is the guy gets the Bassa, Bassa meter 3000. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the Bassomatic. Uh, <laughs> Bassomatic 3000. <laughs> That's the, the DNA. Wow. The, the, that's terrific bass. That's terrific bass. She's yeah. got like uh, fish on her upper lip. Bass, yeah. That's SNL. Oh, that's um, another SNL bit. Yeah. But the, yeah, they get that and it cleans the tank uh, immediately. So they wake up after that night and the tank is clean. <laughs> so that has skipped us forward to now the tank is clean and Darla, ding, 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 comes in. Yeah. The music cue. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she comes in, and then uh, all of this escalates really quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, he, Nemo does a great thing by turning it upside down. It's a great trick. Mm-hmm. Oldest trick in the book. Yeah, and he know? almost escapes, and they think that he's going to, but then he plays dead, and he's going to get thrown into the garbage. And that's, that's the point. That's when the, the, the pelican flies up. Right. Nigel flies in, and I can't remember how all of that happens. Gil somehow gets out. Also, there was the moment where Nemo was about to be scooped up and Gil jumps in the thing and says, swim down, and they defeat the little, you know, the fish catcher thing that the dentist has. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's where he learned the swim down trick that will come in. nuance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he gets scooped up from the bag, and then she's shaking the bag. They end up, the seagull flies in there. Marlin thinks the, that he's Or the dead. pelican. Gosh, I cannot differentiate that sorry um they think well okay so he's like no you're going in there so he flies in there they bring <laughs> <laughs> stop what just okay. whatever <laughs> something happens he flies in there and something happens the fish thing breaks nemo gets put on the spoon and gets flipped into nemo the drain gets... all drains lead to the ocean marlin thinks that his yeah. son's dead gil Boom. flies out gil... does gil die 
No, Gil does not die. No, he does not. He gets no, he put doesn't. back in, and everybody's happy that he helped Nemo escape. And now Nemo is gone. And from that's the thing, is that those characters have no idea. Have no idea if... What happened to Nemo? Yeah, they have no clue. And they never will know. Because Nigel didn't get the knowledge. You know, they swam, They kept swimming after that. Because isn't the last we see... That's the last we see of Nigel. Nigel, yeah. Nigel thought that Nemo was dead. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe Nigel flies back and goes, hey, is Nemo, you know, what happened? And they were like, oh, he wasn't dead. I don't know. Yeah, no, no. Maybe those I'm sure they got the information. Yeah, he would have came back. Um, they all do escape, though, so they might not see Nigel again either. But uh, remember in the last... There's like a little post credit scene where they escape. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but so then Nemo is out in the ocean. He's looking oh, for his man. father and pops up to the crabs. Hey, hey. Doesn't you know. Marlin freak out? And he, that's, that's when he ditches Dory. He ditches Dory and he goes off on him by himself and he's with that huge school of fish. And they're like, watch where you're going. He's like, sorry. Yeah. Just trying sorry. to get home. <laughs> yeah. Sounds so sad. Try, I'm trying to go home. Yeah, yeah. But then Dory finds Nemo, and she's like, "Like Nemo, that's an interesting name." <laughs> yeah, they keep swimming, and the, then he says something. That is like one of the funniest things ever. I, I laughed so she's hard just, at that. Yeah, she's just short-term memory loss. And he says, "I think that Nemo says something about Sydney or something," Sydney. and it all comes back. She, P. Sherman, yeah. Wallaby Way, Sydney, and Forty Two Wallaby Way, yeah. Sydney, and then it all comes back to her. And then, and she, yeah, yeah. And then they ask those little crabs, and they, you know, holds one of them up and to all of the uh, seagulls. Mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he gets scared. Okay, I'll talk. I'll talk. And then they all yeah. run back. Oh man. There's a there's a lot that happened there. It, it, it there's a lot of a plot in this last me. little bit. It's, a little it's okay. Hazy. We but you have to talk about you it. Do. You do. You gotta get have through to it. Talk about it. But now we get to the thing. You know, Marlin's oh. swimming in the school of fish, <laughs> and I know it's the best. Um, and he hears Nemo, and so Nemo and him get this embracing moment that I'm crying already. Ball. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, we all are incredible. But then all of a sudden, the fish net drops in. And Dory, who's right around there, is in the fishnet of this huge school of, you know, whatever those are. Um, I don't know what those are. I don't know what they are either. But uh, I don't know what they are. Um, But then, you know, that's when the scene starts. And and Thomas Newman just hammers. Man. The track is called Swim Down. (laughs) And I listen to it. As well it should be. A lot. And it's mm-hmm. fantastic. It, my students love that track as well because I play it often in class. Um, but man, I mean, this scene is so incredible because Nemo's trying to run in and he's like, we got to tell everybody to swim down. And his dad's like, I just, you know, like, you can't do, like, I'm not letting you go again or something like that. And Nemo's like, we have to yeah, do this to save Dory. And he's like, fine. Go, you know, like, go, I trust you, whatever. We have to see, he's like, there's not enough time, man. Yeah. We have to do this. We have to do this. So. Yeah. You think you can do these things, but you just can't, Nemo. That's the. I think we skipped over that. That's line. when he does. Oh, man, I forgot that he does say that when he's in the whale. So that that's is the, the staple big line of yeah. what's, you know, weighing in on Nemo's <laughs> mind. But yeah, then they get everybody to swim down. Thomas Newman hammers it down. Most emotional scene in, I don't know, do you think, Pixar film. Do you think that that is Thomas Newman's best um, moment? Uh, did Thomas Newman do Meet Joe Black? He did. Yeah, there's the Meet Joe Black score, which is is quite because, good. Because um, Shawshank Redemption, uh, when yep, Andy Dufresne shows up in the, in the river, that's also up there for me. I 
don't know if there's anything else that really comes close to those three. What's that track called for me, Joe Black? Uh, Whisper, Whisper of, of a thrill. thrill. Yeah. 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 I mean... So if you, I'd say let's a, just keep those in the top three. Yeah, Beautiful it. Mind's okay. He did. Uh, Beautiful Mind's. He did the last Bond. Yeah, phenomenal which is pretty score. Good. Um, I mean, he do, he does a lot. He's he did Spectre. He did Spectre, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tommy Nooms, he's fantastic. Bridge of Spies too. Bridge of Spies has his a brother really Randy Newman's even yeah, better, way better. <laughs> no, uh, not as good. I mean, Thomas Newman's on the piano playing at home, just so beautiful. He steps away. Randy Newman's on it. Mom and dad are like, Just Randy. Just a bug. Bad bug. <laughs> My name's Randy Newman. I'm like, looking uh. at a piece of toast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is funny, though, because Randy Newman did all of those, and then Thomas Newman just jumps in. It's just it's a coincidence. It's funny. Um, coincidence? But, I mean, you know, they get, all the sh- they, all, they get all the fish to swim down, keep swimming, keep swimming. The thing breaks, and all the fish are free. And you think that Nemo's dead for a second, but he's really not. And then he has the cute little line like, sea turtles? I met one. And he was 150, 150. years old. 150? No but way. Sandy Plankton said they only live to 100. Do you think that Sandy Plankton knows more than I do? And he has that cute little thing. Oh, my oh gosh. God, I'm crying. <laughs> it's so happy at the end, Stop too. it. And it shows yeah. that, you know, he's dropping him off at school. He you know, bust out his good joke, you know, with friends like these. Yeah, he's actually a good joke teller or there. whatever. And yeah. he tells a good joke. <laughs> Mr. Manta Ray takes uh, everybody out for school. There's one final there's one final moment and Nemo goes, Wait, 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 can you stop? I I forgot something. And then he goes back and just hugs his dad and embraces. And uh that's when <laughs> I mean the tears were already streaming for me, but I just I kind of lost it this morning, to be honest, man. I was like, I was just really into this movie. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And that was like, oh, my gosh. And then it just kind of drifts off. Beautiful um, visual, beautiful score. And it says, it says the end. And uh, it's just, yeah, and really good movie, Finding Nemo. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Should have been the only one that was made. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, what can you do? No, I mean it's it's incredible, man. It's such a good movie. I'm so this is definitely this is the best Pixar movie. This is there's nothing that is better than Finding Nemo. I think so too. Incredibles I think so too. Incredibles is my personal favorite. I'll always like the Incredibles more than But I don't anything. think anything matches up to how well put together this movie is. Ratatouille is pretty killer. Um the ending of Ratatouille really gets me um but not on this level so not on this level there you well go. uh should we start going through some favorite stuff yeah i think so i think so we got let's do favorite line first um okay i'll start uh my favorite is it's hard because there's a little line in there um that marlon's like i promised i'd never let anything happen to him is this in yours you know, keep going. Uh, hmm, that's funny. That's a that's a funny thing to promise. What? Well, you can't. Um, you can't never let anything happen to him. Then nothing would ever happen to him. Not much for, not much fun for a little Harpo. I don't know. It's just a little line that I thought was funny. But my favorite line is Dory, and it's Ellen Generous, and I'll do my best here. Um, Gosh, you're. These are both. Yeah. 
in that. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Keep going. Okay. Um, yeah, this, this is when Marlon and Dory are kind of, Marlon's just depressed. He thinks his kid's dead and he's swimming home. And so he's just whatever, dissing Dory and saying, uh, saying goodbye. And she goes, no, no, you can't stop. Please don't go away. Please. No one's ever stuck with me for so long before. And if you leave, if you leave, I just, I remember things better with you. I do. Look, P. Sherman, 42, 42. I, I remember it. I do. It's there. I know it is because when I look at you, I can feel it. And, and I look at you and, and I'm home. Please, I, I don't want to go that way. Or I don't want to go away. Sorry. I don't want to forget. And that's, you know. Ah. And then Marlon says, Marlon says, I'm sorry, Dory, but I do. And that's that's just a yeah, that's a good it's one, a man. Dagger in the heart, man. That one it is. freaking it's hurts. Very, it's a, it's not like the most uplifting favorite line. It's no, just like the most I emotional. Totally line. agree, though. That is yeah. That is by far the best. That is by far the best line that is delivered in the entire movie. Like that sequence mm-hmm. of dialogue is just incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, the one before, you know, you can't never let anything happen to him. That wouldn't be very fun for. Little Harpo, <laughs> that mm-hmm. part cracks me up, and it's That's also a, a great line. Um, I just got to go with my boy Crush. Oh, it's awesome, Jelly Man. The little dudes are just eggs. We leave them on a beach to hatch, and then cuckoo, cuckoo, they find their way back to the big old blue. So good, oh baby, <laughs> so good. Let's go, Crush. Cuckoo, cuckoo, they find their way back to the big old blue. It's such a good yeah. line. I just, you know, I am the walrus. I am the yeah. walrus. Yeah. Shut the- Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are good burgers. Um, that's great. Well, that's cool. That's great. What's your, uh, favorite, what's your scene? favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene is the initiation scene. The ah, ooh, ah, ye, ah, ho, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> By far. That, that scene tickles my funny bone more than almost any scene in any Pixar film. <laughs> I like, yeah, I love that. I love that scene too. It's the best. That's incredible. The, uh, the, um, the ring of fire, the ring of fire, the way he just bursts it out. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my favorite scene, I mean, obviously I always go for the, the strong point there, the swim down. Yeah, I know. And that's, just, you know, that's it. It's the best scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. It hurts me. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's, me. there's nothing better. And that's one of my favorite, uh, musical cues in anything, you know, like uh, yeah. that would probably be my top ten favorite. Well, I'd give it to just to just you know, Tom and uh, Thomas Newman for Tom and <laughs> for that <laughs> to, to Tom and <laughs> who was played by a kid who was also played by another Lannister earlier in the series, which is weird. Oh yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, okay, <laughs> that's something that so so many people have brought up to me, and every time I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Who cares? We're not in the hills or whatever. whatever. Um, favorite character? You go. Do we say it at the same time? No, I don't think we have the same one. Uh, okay, mine is easily Gil. Gil is the best. Atta boy. I love Gil, and it's Willem Dafoe. You know, he's just Gil. He's, you know, he is the center of the tank, right? He's the center of um, stability for everybody in the tank. He's their leader, and he represents so much more to Nemo, right? He's like his father figure and this um, instigator of independence for him as well and motivation for him to actually get out and do something. Uh, It's great, man. I love Gil. He's definitely my favorite character in this film 
I uh, I agree. I, it's not my favorite character, but I agree with your your decision there. Um, my favorite character is Nemo. <laughs> Good call. Strong call. Yeah, yeah, Nemo. He just goes through a lot. I mean, obviously Marlin goes through a lot, but like I said before, he just kind of has the same mindset through most of it, but he does change. He gains a lot of confidence, but Nemo is just like this growing young kid that gets thrust into a, a terrible um situation i mean it's just awful for him so um the way that he handles it and especially the moment where he goes back and does the pebble in the filter that to me was yeah i was like dang man so um and then him convincing his dad at the end he's like dude there's not enough time come on i'm i'm good mm-hmm. i'm good creed um and so yeah that's uh that's my favorite character i love it absolutely love it love it love it love it well that's good man yeah there you go that's finding nemo this is that's finding nemo definitely the best the best one i think and this is it we're done with the pixar films now we're done that's it oh whew. thank the lord that's done wow i think we're gonna have to do toy no. story 3 um no now i'm eager to get on to more i'm more almost i'm almost tempted to just do ratatouille too because it's awesome <laughs> if we do ratatouille i'd like to do wally as well do we, <laughs> i mean heck do we just keep running with this and this is all stuff <laughs> that know. we should talk about off i line. don't know i don't really want to talk about, we'll talk about the estimates i would love to talk about the incredibles but we just talked about incredibles yeah, we talked too. about incredibles too and, and we and talked we about the incredibles on it so yeah. i mean yeah so we don't have to yeah i don't know i guess we could spend a whole episode on it. okay school of rock uh david uh would you rather watch school of rock or finding nemo I don't know. I honestly, it's oh. this one's high up for me, man. Finding Nemo's a good, good movie. Ooh. Probably still School of Rock. School of Rock, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 uh, it's School of Rock it's by a nose. You know, it's it's very close. It's not a knockout. It came down to the cards, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a close. What we have to go it's a with close one for it's a close sure. One. Yeah. Jack Black standing there, ref grabs his arm. Yeah. yeah you know, applause totally. goes up. He wins it. You know, you they know. could they could give uh they could give Jack Black a number of characters in this movie. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different side characters. Yeah, there tons. there are. There are tons. tons. He probably would have been pretty good as the 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 manta ray guy. Um Yeah. You know, that would have been good. Um maybe one of the parents from the beginning. Oh, you know what? We never talked about those three little kids at the beginning. They're really funny to me. I know. We skipped over that. They're, yeah, they're cute, though. A little I'm H2O. This little fin is actually shorter than all the rest, but you can't really tell. I'm H2O intolerant. I'm obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> like, that part is, I mean, it's gold. That's, That's good. a great line. And that little kid is actually, uh, the character's name is Sheldon, and he's played by that kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, wow. It's a little blonde kid? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Dewey. <laughs> is that his name? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I never watched Malcolm in the Middle, so I don't really know. I didn't really either. I'm surprised I pulled that. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, I don't know. Jack Black could fit in pretty much anywhere. In a variety He could be of anything. Ways. Yeah, in a variety of ways. But um, anything else? I think that's it, man. I'm, like, sad to... Boom. I'm sad this one's over, to be I'm honest. Sad to end it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sad to end I wish it. I had more to talk about. I probably combo. do, but we'd be going back to other points. and Yeah. yeah. So, that's good. Well, 
Thank you for everybody to listening to our whole uh, Pixar series here. As we just discussed, maybe there's going to be more. We're not sure, but um, the the first five are done, and uh, we're very excited about that. Um, If you like Professor Jones, follow us on Instagram, Professor Jones Podcast. Um, Please share us to your friends. We're just trying to get out there as much as we we possibly can, and so please leave us a review on iTunes, and um, if you like what we're doing, obviously, and if you're uh, you're listening and um yeah besides that just just uh just let us know you know let us know and if you ever uh want to reach out gmail anything professor jones at gmail.com any questions anything on facebook you just let us know uh we'd love to hear from you guys so thanks for listening again thanks a lot for listening until next time be living our lives a quarter mile at a time mine 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 Mine, 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 Professor Jones and the Digs, Professor Jones and the Digs, Professor Jones and the Digs.